0: Two best friends who love to chat. Oh, what it's like to be an ant. those who, ant. Those who ant.
1: Hello And welcome to those who ant a podcast for helping you see the world through ant colored glasses. My name is Aunt Pat. And I'm Auntie Mags. It's so good to see you. That's the truth. Yeah, I'm
2: delighted. Am I telling you? I'm delighted. I got a. You know what's happened to me uh, lately? I've been going through some stuff, trying to sort some things out in my life. You know, during this time, I think it's a good time to reflect. And uh, and I I came across a notebook. You know, I jot down my ideas. And uh, I I came across one, and uh, I don't. to do because sometimes you know you write things down and you're like "Ah, that was funny why did I say that but this one really shook me to my core and I'm going to show you so you know it's real and I just found a notebook and it says right there testicular rejuvenation center and I'm sitting
1: here trying to wonder what in the hell was I doing do those exist have you ever heard of that or was this after a date or something That you thought, I've got to help this person out and I've got to look up if they have those. You know,
2: because I think, yeah, I don't know. I doubt, well, I doubt it was after a date. Who are we kidding? But I I don't know because if it were a thing that existed, I
1: wouldn't have written it down in my notebook to remember, right? Maybe you were thinking, maybe you were inspired. You saw something in nature or in your surroundings and you thought, you know what's a good idea? Testicular regeneration. did, is it regeneration? Is it No, rejuvenation, but maybe there's a whole regeneration thing too that what they do with stem cells. I don't know. Maybe, is this a dream journal? I know you said that it seemed like a conscious decision that you made, but do you, did you ever maybe write it down after a dream that you had where you had a good idea in your dream and you had to write it down?
2: Here's, the, well, I, yeah, that was, remember, remember
1: when I woke up, remember when I found that note that
2: said clown of God? Yeah. And what is that?
1: That's poetry. Are we all not not just children of God, cl- the clowns of God, you know, God's yeah. tiny clowns that he just, he should, you ever, you ever feel that way? Like I should part ways with this person because they're not good for me anymore. We're all yes. clowns of God. He wants to part ways, but he can't. We keep bringing them back in. Boy, that's melancholy. What I just said. All right. Keep going and, though. Cause I want to figure out your thing. Yeah. Well, I, I mean,
2: I don't think it was a dream journal because I uh, right above it, it says, Uh, The phrase collective effervescence. And then there's a definition for that. It says moments in which members of a community catalyzed by some rival observance become one mind. So it seems like there was a very relevant thought right above testicular
1: Rejuvenation Center. Should you ask your niece to Google FIU? I'm gonna have to text it to jump on Yahoo and for me. Remember to remind her that she should be careful because if someone gets their hands on her history, they're gonna say what's happening. Yeah,
2: and maybe having my niece Google something that says testicular anything is a bad idea. Maybe I just do that. Try and figure that one out myself. I'll talk. I'll talk into it and say search this.
1: Maybe maybe mm-hmm. replace testicular with balls.
2: Well, that's, here's another reason why, I don't know why I didn't, because remember when we were talking to Uncle Paul and he had bad balls and I made sure I kept saying bad balls? Yeah. If, if testicular rejuvenation center was a thing, don't we think it would have come up when we were talking to Uncle Paul about his bad balls?
1: And that's why I think it might be a dream entry because it's in your subconscious that you think that there should be one of these because it would have, you would have thought of it. Yeah. When we were talking to him about his balls and how bad they were, uh, Boy, yeah. I cannot wait. You know what this feels like? A mystery. You know, like you left yourself a clue. Oh, maybe it's oh. fun. Maybe what you do is when she Googles it and she sends you the info, you set up a website or something where you were secretly saving money for yourself. And then you open up and there's thousands of dollars or whatever.
2: Oh, that would be amazing. That would be a fun. That would be, you know what that just reminded me of? Did you ever figure out whose uh, fanny pack that was with all the bird seed in it?
1: Yeah, it was mine. Yeah. I found a photo of myself wearing it. Boy, did I feel like oh. an asshole. I felt like a premium, you know, like, you know how you can buy different plans for things like regular and then, you know, more, better, plus. and then yeah. plus, and then, you know, more, another one and then premium, a premium yeah. asshole. Cause there was a picture of me wearing that fanny pack using the bird seed. So Turns out I just have a poor memory. No one was murdered or missing. Well good. Well and then you got to use the rest of that chapstick. Oh yeah. I gotta I gotta grow up my pinky nail though because it's hard to get out. I used yeah. a pen cap, but then No, okay. Went ba- once we're once we're allowed to go back
2: to stores, you mm-hmm. gotta go to like a clinique and get those little flat paddles that they use when they're doing the makeup demonstrations. You know, those oh, yeah. little tiny little white paddles just go go silly with those.
1: That's where I used to get all my Q-tips. You know, you ever go yeah. into a store and they're like, oh, here, you put on the makeup and you take it off and we'll just take all the money, you dipshit. And then I used to like think, okay, well, I see the, the game here and I would just go and you know how you spray yourself with perfume when you walk through the department store, but this was just grabbing yeah. a bunch of those Q-tips, but you're right. Those panels, that's a really good idea. I'm going to do that.
2: Yeah. yeah. Get the panels, get the Q-tips, get those sponges. Cause you know, they got those makeup sponges.
1: Yeah, you could get you could really save a day at
2: the drugstore if you just go to a clinic counter and just or even a Coles.
1: and you think someone's going to make me feel guilty about that. Good luck. If you want to write to those who enter Gmail dot com and say, how dare you? You know what? Get off your high horse. You one percenter buying your own Q-tips. Yeah. What's your life? What's yeah. your life? you yeah. sit on a solid gold toilet if you think that
2: you can't get some free Q-tips every now and again. Yeah. Uh, by the way, lucky for you.
1: How dare you? Also. Uh, You think you go through a Costco and you don't get two if they've got, you know, tater tots or whatever with different sauces and you do only get one? Because if that's the case, then you can write to us at those who enter and tell me that I'm wrong. If not, if you've ever gotten more than one tater tot at a Costco, then you may write to us. And I'm going to say, and
2: if after you write to us, you still don't see our point of view. You could see yourself right out of this podcast.
1: This podcast isn't for you. It's not for you. You know what you should be listening to? Joe Reagan. Yeah. Go
2: see Joe Reagan and you see what he's got to say. He'll tell you, that bald bastard.
1: Exactly. He will tell you. And you know who else will tell you? You know who else? Right under the surface Uh, is a lot of anger like this mm -hmm. that I love because I really connect to this. Is our very dear and good friend who also just happens to be a guest today. Our guest, the lovely and angry Aunt Tishy. Aunt Tishy, hello. Hello. Oh, my gorgeous. Ladies, how are you? Max, Pat, you know, ever since
0: you just said Costco, Tater Tot, that's all I can think about.
1: Oh, and yeah. I do
0: not have any in my house right now. I got rid of that membership because I was like, you know what? I can just borrow a membership from one of my nieces and nephews or my sister's. But, you know, you can't just drop by people's house anymore right now. So there's no Costco sharing. So I'm tater totless, and those things are delicious.
1: You know, I don't have a Costco either, Tishy. But, you know, what I do is I pull into the parking lot, and then I just strike up a conversation with anyone who's going in. And we're talking and we're chatting, and I walk right in with them. I walk right in with them, and then I just stare down. If someone looks like they're going to say to me, "Oh, who are you? You're, you're also an adult," I make direct eye contact with them, and I just as though, "How dare you? How dare you?" I'm with them, you know. Yeah, but how do you get out? Don't you have to show your card check checkout? Then do you just I go ha- for the samples and leave. I go for the samples and leave. Yeah. I mean my 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 sodium got too high that way so I had to take it down a notch.
0: You know what Pat Let that's me- a game changer right there. Yeah. I never thought about that cuz I was always going to buy you know to buy things and then I was thinking about just what you said mags how do you get out of there? But yeah. if you're just going for a nice sample like a sample stroll god they have good samples. Have you ever had their pico de Gaia um in the little cups that they give out? It's like a salsa with tomatoes and onions and peppers, but it's not too hot. It's like medium for the like for
1: the people who like their food bland. That's that's exactly it. You you said it's piquete. What is it now? Piquete. I might be
0: pronouncing that wrong. You know
1: what? I am It sounds right. It sounds right to me. Pico de galle. That's what I want. Cause you know, I've said before on this podcast, salsa can be too hot. You know, they never tell you. They always are no. like, Oh, everyone wants this. salsa so hot. I want pico de Galle. That's because it's you said it's like salsa, but it's not hot.
0: And that's what I I feel want. like it's it's uh you know, they say it's mild, but I'll I'll tell you what, for people who like their food bland or spiceless, I think it's more of a medium spicy. Like, I think it tracks that way. I don't know who these people are that make that that spectrum. Have you ever had a spicy salsa just even from 7-Eleven or Cumberland Farms? That stuff will stay in your mouth for like a week. I swear to God.
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a danger because remember when you used to go to uh, Chi-Chi's and you would sit down and they put like three bowls of salsa, but it was like a crapshoot? Because you're like, which one of these is going to kill me? Yeah. Like you were eating, you know, like sometimes when you eat sushi, it's lethal. Felt like that was salsa with me at Chi-Chi's. They had the
1: best hamburgers at Chi-Chi's. I miss it. You got hamburgers? Oh yeah. They had the best hamburgers because it was like, you know what it was like? It was like, what if this, this there's an idea of a hamburger. You've never had one like this. It's just like someone, it's as though someone who cooked it thought, They'd never had one, but they'd seen pictures of it. So there was something real unusual about it. And then, yeah, and then the the, the fries came with salsa. And I thought that's how it got burned so hard at Chi-Chi's because they put salsa out with the fries, but the, it was hot. They didn't have ketchup. And I thought, you have tomatoes. You're halfway there.
0: I have to say this for one thing. I, I'm not going to dip my fry in a in a salsa. I'm not gonna do that. I'm I'm a straight ketchup girl or plain. To be honest, it's a friggin' potato. And what's more delicious than a, a potato? You can put it in literally any form, and I will love it. Mash it, bake it, put it in. Like um, my mother used to do this wicked delicious, like twice baked thing where she'd bake it and then mix it with cheese and bake it again with chives. Oh my god, it is my mouth is like watering, just thinking about it. But I swear to God, taught it. You know, the. actually, you know what? I just thought of one that I don't care for. A steak fry, not a fan.
1: Oh, yeah, that's where they're kind of flat, but also thick.
0: Yeah, it's like they're nothing. They're like, they don't know whether they want to just be a baked potato or a French fry. And I'm like, commit to one side of that. How do
2: you feeling about home fries or hash browns? How are you feeling about those?
0: Oh, I didn't mention that in my, uh, in my list. I love them. I love them. You know, I sometimes what- have you guys ever been to like a Denny's or like a IHOP and you've gotten their home fries and sometimes they try to mix in a little um, vegetable into there and I'm like, excuse me. What are we doing here? This doesn't need accoutrements. You know what I mean? Like keep yeah. the vegetables out of my potatoes.
2: One time I went there and I, I I got the home fries and they had peppers in there and I said leave it be.
0: What
1: leave it be? It's perfect. The server didn't know what to do. I was there with she, her. Yeah. She the also ser-
2: didn't know what which, which item I was talking about. I wasn't specific, and that's on me.
1: Yeah. We'd had a, we'd had a, a, a night, uh, before we'd, we'd, uh, yeah, we'd been out and, um, and, and I know that I, I had hey, a you hangover. Stay where we were. You could say where we were. I won't get mad. We were at the grand opening of a nail salon the night before that I'd taken it to, and it wasn't in our neighborhood even. It was very, way, way out, but I saw that there was a grand opening, and then they said, they, you know, it was like, oh, and I thought, again, going back to the Costco, you know, if there's a grand opening, they usually have wine and cheese and crackers and stuff like that, and they did, you know, but they had that wine that comes out of, you know, all of them come out of a box now, and um, we really did some damage there and got, all, got our nails done. Oh my God, it's a two-for-one stop. You get a sample and your nails done.
0: God, love you. That's a good find. I like to look for those things, you know, like um, I, I hope, you know, you can always tell the classiness of a joint when you go in there and they've got nice crackers, like a Ritz. If they have a nice Ritz cracker, that buttery cracker, I swear to God I could kill a sleeve like it's a Girl Scout cookie. You know what I mean? Exactly the same
2: a Ritz cracker. Oh my God. That's paradise. That's paradise to me. You know, I always say peanut butter for me as a desert Island food, uh, because I would, if I, you know, it's one of those things. People say, what do you, you know, you're stranded on a desert Island. You get to pick three things. I don't know how that happens. If I'm on that Island, who's giving me that choice, but I'll always, peanut butter is always on there. And Ritz crackers is a, that's a, that's a thinker because I think I might add it. You'd get pretty thirsty, but uh, peanut butter on a Ritz cracker is perfect. It's so good. You know what else I wanted to say real quick?
0: Yeah, please. When
2: we walked into that place, they had like a cheese plate, and the nice crackers. We had, you know, we had some drinks, obviously. But I was like, can you put this away from where nails are uh, flying? Because I'm going to throw up in here and it's going to, it's going to, that's disgusting. Why is that? Put a god up or something, you know? Like this you're clipping nails. That's the most gross that but we had so much fun. After they moved everything, we had so much fun. Fun.
0: Yep. I feel like in today's world, you really gotta put a like a sneeze guard up, no matter what. Anytime there's food around, you gotta have some sort of plastic sealant over it. You know what I mean?
1: I think we're moving towards a future where everyone wears a motorcycle helmet. You know, where everyone's uh, kind of got their head. So, so like you're your sneeze guard. No one else has to erect one. You are the sneeze guard, your helmet that you wear. Now, this isn't a future that I, I want, but it's a future I could see in my, in my head happening, not that far yeah. in the future.
2: Without a doubt. remember when my air conditioning broke uh, this summer, and my AC guy showed up and he was wearing he was wearing a, a motorcycle helmet, and I, I was like, uh, "Do you need a mask?" And he was like, "No." And then I thought, "Is he just going to wear that helmet?" Is that what he's using as a mask? Because it's certainly, I was like, is this guy going to stop playing that song with um
0: My nephew loves that group. And he's got a terrifying know? poster on his wall. Daft Punk. That's yeah. what they're called.
2: Yes. Daft with, uh, Punk. With, uh, the one with the, um, the guy from The Voice that's only sometimes on The Voice.
1: Oh, that's a no for me, dog. I
0: don't know. I don't watch that show. I, um, I only watch the one with the celebrity Furbies or whatever they're called, you know, the people that wear big giant costumes, you got to figure out who's underneath. I I just want to go back for one second to that helmet thing, though, because I've been thinking about that since you said I have to say this, Pat, you just blew my friggin mind with that. We're all our own sneeze gods. Like that to me is like a big that's big thinking, you know. But here's the problem I have it with it is that I have no peripheral vision when I'm in a helmet. I'm worried about my own safety. My nephew Mackie has a motorcycle. Uh and one day he's like, Let me take you out, Aunt Tishy. And I was like, okay, I'll get on. You know, let's just take four lefts and bring me back to the house. Four lefts because I don't I he's he's not the smartest kid. I don't think he should be driving around on a thing that doesn't have walls around him, but that's mother's problem.
1: Heard and understood about that problem. Oh my God, Marky is the
0: last one you should give a motorcycle to. The kid should only walk places. But anyway, I digress. I got, he gave me a helmet. He has an extra helmet. I walked off the curb and almost got hit by another car. You can't see very far in that at all. So I'm worried if uh, we've got to maybe think about it more cause I like this sneeze God thing. Uh, what if it's like, um, I'm just like building off your original idea, Pat. What if it's like a, um, underwater Jacques Cousteau helmet, like one of those bubbles, like, or or like, um, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Like you're wearing a fishbowl on your head.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I, I think that's great because I agree with you that you can't see. That's the problem with the helmet is you can't see. So yeah, it's like one of those undersea, um, helmets that you said from this custo. And he, and yeah, so you could see everything because I understand what you're saying and I under, I, I do get that. And I also understand having a niece or a nephew who you think, please just walk for everyone's sake and also you know, so many things that I'd prefer you not do because you're going to hurt yourself and others.
2: Yeah. It's hard when they're a hazard to themselves and others and you can't do anything about it.
1: Yeah. And then and then they become mostly a hazard to, you, to yourself because, you know, the kids, you know, they run ramp shot over me, but I love them so much, you know. And I guess maybe the upside of this is, you know, if they're doing stuff to me, they can't be doing stuff to other regular innocent people. So I'll just yeah. absorb it. Well, it's fine.
2: No, because remember how we talked about that? That attitude is only harmful to you. It's It hurts you.
0: But what, somebody told me this one time and I was like, OK, n- enough said, note taken. Uh, what you don't manage to live with, you know what I mean? So I don't manage my nieces and nephews and I have to live with it. That's on me. I know it. They take advantage. I want to be more of a friend than a disciplinarian. You know, I'm not their mother, thank Christ. Uh, but, you know, they come over, I feed them whatever the hell they want. But, you know, not all of them are shop tools, you know, not all mm-hmm. of them. I, mm-hmm. I have a ranking system that I only keep in my mind about ones I think will live past 18. God love them. Mackie did not make the list but he's still alive. I never share that list with my sisters. They would freak out.
2: Do they listen to this podcast?
0: Um, I don't even think they know what a podcast is. I'm going to be totally honest with you. All right. Because if you're
2: willing to share that list, I know we would love to hear it. And I know a lot of, you know, because a lot of aunts and uncles are listening for tips. Uh, They're listening for tips and tricks and advice on how to be a great aunt. And, um, you know, maybe this list would help people, you know, in their own situations with their own family.
0: Yeah. You know, I, you always go to the obvious when you're putting a list together like that, like who has the best grades, but I have to tell you some of those that have good grades, I don't think have a lot of survival skills. Um, birdie, my, you know, Bertie, my little flipping niece.
1: Huh? Well, talk about a death wish. Uh, yeah. seeing her on the uneven or whatever, the less parallel, the bars that don't go together. Great. You know, the different yeah. size bars. I thought, uh Oh, I mean, that's, you know, I, I know that's how we all met, but watching that, I thought good God, good God above someone has wandered in and is just throwing themselves at equipment. And it turns out, yeah. no, she'd been coached.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, with this, before we go into that, cause we got to talk about that. Why don't you Tishy tell everybody how we met this way? Uh, you know, everybody else can get caught up. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I felt like it was synchro fucking is what I thought. Because here's the thing. My nieces and one of my nephews, they compete in a uh, gymnastics program. And let me tell you, just an aside, I think it's a waste of my sister's money. None of them are going to be gymnasts. But you know what? Who am I to say? They seem to be having fun. But we are a tall people. And tall people cannot flip. Uh, these kids have no chance of being good at this. But you know what? It's a phase. Probably they'll get into other things. But so I just go. I go to these competitions. My job is to cheer and to you know see the sights wherever. So this particular one, we were at the Marriott Courtyard down Cape in Howitchport. Uh No, no, it wasn't Howitchport. It was Hyannisport and uh, one of the H's uh, off Cape. Awesome! It was like leaf peeper and gymnastics tournament. Everything colliding for the best. And I met YouTube broads in the lobby
1: of the Marriott Courtyard when they were doing one of those, like, wine giveaways. That's what I look for when we're going to stay somewhere. Who has a five o'clock, ring the bell, bring out the cheap wine. And this is starting to sound like exactly who I am, which is show yeah. me whether you're well, free f- wine and cheeses.
2: Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Lean in. You remember that book?
1: Oh. Uh, I felt personally attacked by that. But, yes, so we met there at the Marriott there in the courtyard area there. Is that what they call the lobby? Should I have been calling it the meet me in the courtyard or the lobby? I mean, lobby and a courtyard. What is this? It's the courtyard, right, of a Marriott? Is that what that means? That's a very
0: good point. That's confusing. A courtyard it's not the same thing as a lobby and you can't be in the lobby of a courtyard. I mean, the, the, that seems impossible. Like in two places in, at once. Yeah. And
2: by that same rationale, can a, can a courtyard be in a lobby? I don't think so. I think isn't
0: courtyard outside. You know, Mags, I think you're right. I had to go through my Rolodex there of what different locations are. And yes, I do believe it's outside. Here's the thing. We can just say the Marriott courtyard should just say meet in the big room at the bottom floor. That's where or just say the bar, even though it's a shitty bar, because all they have is free wine.
1: You ever go to a hotel and you're like, "Ugh, we finally got here. I'm exhausted. I need three or four drinks to just relax into my room. And then you get there and there's no bar and they look at you like they look at you like I get looked at a lot. And I'm like, what do you mean? Now I've got to leave. I have to leave the hotel here. It's ridiculous. And if you think I'm going to that mini bar, I've already learned my lesson. Thank you very much. Yeah, we learned that lesson in Atlantis. That was a hard lesson to learn thirty thousand dollars
2: later.
0: Oh my God, ladies.
2: But that's the Atlantis resort, which we, we've talked about. It's not, you know. Cheap. Oh
0: my God, those resorts see you coming, you know what I'm saying? That thirty thousand dollars was probably three three little mini bottles and uh probably a thing of pretzels, you know? Well-
1: Ours had had. Um, I don't know how. I don't understand because you know once I leave American soil, I, I have. I don't understand. But Oz had insulin in the minibar. I don't know if it. I don't know if it was a special medical room we'd booked into, but uh, Fanny opened it up and uh, and took some of the insulin. And that's that's twenty six hundred dollars a pop.
0: Uh, I think it's weird that the insulin was in there from one, but, you know, maybe not because Americans, everybody needs insulin these days. I mean, they may
1: have. Yeah, they may have clocked us and said, oh, the Americans are staying here. Please stock it with both both of the, the you know, the the cure and the um, problem, you know, because it was full of Skittles. And vodka and insulin and shoals. Dr. Scholl's. There was one pair of Dr. Scholl's in there, you know. I think she called ahead because that was not in our minibar.
2: That was not there.
1: There were no inserts in your minibar? <laughs> no orthopedics. There was no
2: insulin in there.
0: Were they gels? Because I love a gel, a gel insert. Oh, my God. It's like tiny little people are inside your shoe massaging you as you walk. Those things are delightful. I love them. Magellan with gelin or something. Remember those commercials they were on like every two seconds? I'm I'm Gellin something like that.
1: I do remember those. I used to hate that commercial. And I
2: also hated, you know how one of my least favorite songs in the history of the world is that song, You're Unbelievable.
0: I think Daft Punk sang that one too.
2: If they did, then I don't like Daft Punk. But I hate that song, you know. You always ask you what it's all about, but listen to my replies. I hate that song so much. And they came out with a cheese that was like cheese crumbles. And they use that song, but they said, you're believable. Oh, made me so mad.
0: That's like everybody at that ad firm was like, it's Friday afternoon. We got no ideas. Let's just go with fucking Bob's believable and get out of here for the weekend. Yep. This would
1: be a good like test if you want to be in someone's life. Is you show them like three or four commercials. And afterwards, like a focus group, you say, would you think of that and if they say you know it's three commercials that you either really like or you don't like or there's a mix or whatever and then you ask them and they say oh I love you know what I want to buy so much crumbled cheese you you know that it's in your best interest both you and this other person to walk away because it's not yeah or run because it's not going to work out because you fundamentally don't see the world the same way you know red flags yeah
0: I wish in my life I had listened to the red flags more frankly I was like, red flags flapping, and I was like, I'm going to go more into this. You know, I leaned in to red flags, where I should have leaned out. Is that in that book you were talking about? Because if it was, I missed that chapter.
1: I didn't I didn't read the book because, again, I felt, I, I really thought, and I pardon my, this is coarse language. Please fuck yourself. You know what? I don't need to hear from some woman who... You know, it's got zillions of dollars and everything, and gets a hair done and the whole thing. And then she's telling me to lean in. Lean into what? You don't even know. If I tip forward, I'm top heavy. I will go right down. Well, I'm also bottom heavy. I guess maybe it would have been like Michael Jackson, that video when he leans forward, but he's still got... Anyway, the thing is, what I'm trying to say is I don't like being told stuff like that. Like, you lean in and you're going to be a success and everything. You don't know me. If I lean too far forward, what if I'm on a pier? Huh? Mm. What if I'm yeah. the peer of my life? Yeah, that's what
2: they don't say. Where are you when you're leaning? And also, you know what I just thought of? Yeah, Michael Jackson in that video, that's the smooth criminal video. And it turns out he was a smooth criminal because he was a kitty fiddler and nobody knew it till he died.
0: Yeah. And then they were like, what do we do with this ranch and this fucking monkey? Who wants the, the Mr. Bubbles? Yeah. By the way, yeah. I love monkeys. They really make me laugh.
2: Me too. This nature's comedians, monkeys. I agree. How
1: how about that monkey that pulled that lady's face off? And by the way, what kind of person am I that I thought good for the monkey, you know, If you have an ape in your home and you still have your face, you thank God every day. And you say, it's one day I might not have a face, just a skull that I shout out of with no lips. Can you imagine no lips
0: shouting? Can I just tell you, Pat, I am so glad you brought that story up because I am literally obsessed with that story. That woman, can you imagine your friend calls you up? She's like, my monkey is unruly. I need you to come over. You, no experience, not a zookeeper, not, no experience, but you call your friend to help you wrangle your monkey. Monkeys are supposed to be in the wild, but you put yours in a bow tie and made him sit in bed with you at night and drink wine out of a box. And then you're like, oh, he's out of control. Yeah, because he is, there's no trees in your house. You're giving him You're giving him food. He wants bananas and he wants people like him. But no, you took him out of his element. You put him in your your bedroom and then you call your unsuspecting friend to come. And you know what? Good for that monkey. He was making a break for it. Do you know that that monkey was in a fucking police car? He stole the cop's car that came to try and tranquilize him. He's like, no, this is my chance and I will not be stopped. I'm taking your car, Officer O'Malley. And
1: I'm getting the hell out of Dodge. You know what that makes me think of? Because cause I imagine this too, okay? Because look at all the things that he did. I bet that there were women who sent him nude pictures of themselves when the monkey was in jail.
0: Yeah, like the Menendez brothers.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's the kind of stuff that happens. You know, some... And by the way, I love these women. I have empathy for them. If you're someone who's listening to this podcast who has sent nude pictures of themselves to murderers and apes in prison, I just want you to know that I'm I'm listening and I understand. Because I understand a bad boy, you know? But I bet some people sent pictures and, and marriage proposals to the ape while it was in, imprisoned. And I don't know what happened to it after that. I only know the beginning of the story, but the face came. I
2: feel like we're taking leaps here, assuming that this ape went through the entire due process of law. I just feel like we don't know that this monkey ended up in jail. We don't know it got it got in court. We don't know. And I'm amazed and astonished that they put that monkey right in the front seat. It's like that. Whoever put that monkey in the front seat of that cop car wanted to have a ride-along buddy film while they took no, the monkey. No, thanks.
0: You don't even know he was in the yard trying to shoot the monkey with the tranquilizer gun, and the monkey dodged it like Keanu Reeves in The Matrix, and he ran around the cop, and he jumped in the car, and he took off. They didn't want that monkey in the car at all, ever. And the monkey was like, this is my only form of transportation available right now, so I'm taking it. You left the door open, so shame on you, egg on your face, Officer O'Malley. By the way, I'm just assuming that was his name. And he took off. It wasn't that he put him in the front. That monkey was slippery. I tell you, he wanted out so bad. And, you know, that poor woman with the face ripped right off. Face ripper monkey. Cool thing
2: about that lady, though is that she was the first successful face transplant surgery and that happened at the Cleveland Clinic, which is a great hospital.
1: Successful. I face. mean, what are we using as a, a yardstick for success? Because I believe this woman appeared on an Oprah or a Sally Jesse, and she was still in a beekeeper outfit. So, I mean... Why was she dressed up like a beekeeper? I think to keep her quote-unquote successful face transplant... Uh, hidden a bit because it wasn't as though you know that film, face on. I yeah, do yeah, know yeah. that with that one's with uh, John and, uh, Chris in Chris, Christmas Slated, Chris Catania. So they they swap, you know, faces in that. That what I would call a successful face transplant because they both got faces. This poor soul received narier face. I think they put skin on it, but it it was you know it was like if you have a. Uh, Oh, you know how there's aliens and they're coming if if they you know, th- I think if if aliens came and they tried to approximate a face, but they didn't care how it turned out, that's how her face was.
2: And I got a couple follow ups. Remember when you said, you know how aliens are real and they're coming? When do you think that's going to be? Because you think it'll be before or after? This is just me. I fully believe what you're saying. And we've had this talk before, but we've never discussed time. A timeline? What do you think is going to be before or after the environment is, goes bad?
1: I think it's going to be right before. I think they're watching us, you know, because I saw some of this in the news. Please don't ask for a follow up as to where it's all a blur. But they're coming, and I think they're watching us and they're thinking, I... You know, you know, when you see someone like you see, so oh, who, 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 what's a good example of this, but you see someone and you're like, I don't want to help. I don't want to help. But then they get real close. Like if you ever go to like the Grand Canyon and you see a bunch of idiots, cause this country's riddled with morons. And the oh, the, let's take a picture, you know. And then they keep oh, edging yeah. closer, and you think, I'm not. This is not on my side of the street. This is their side of the street. And then at the very last minute, you think, Oh God! Well, somehow I'm going to get sued. And so you save them. I feel like the aliens are looking at all of us, and that we're close, edging closer to the edge here. And it's going to be right at the last second. They're going to come down, and they're going to be like, "Knock it off." Unbelievable. And then they're going to use like a, I think we talked about this before, a vacuum to suck out all the carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. And then be like, now cool it, you know, literally cool it. I don't,
0: I don't mind. (laughs) Oh my God. You just showing me the picture. Yes. Yep. Would you call that successful? I will say this. If you have your face, I have two things I need to say. If you have your face ripped off by a face ripper monkey Uh, Is that the type of monkey? Because they should have known. Is that the brand of monkey it was? Well, I don't know if it's the brand, but I'm going to say this. When I read the article, they were like, if you wear a ponytail, they think you're on an attack, so they rip your face off. So I think it was misbranded if it wasn't the face ripper monkey, to be honest with you. So here's what I will say. If you have your face ripped off right now by a face ripper monkey, this is really your time. Because right now, everybody's face is covered with a mask. Nobody can see shit. I had a guy hit on me. He was like a teenager. And I pulled my mask off and he was like, oh dear God, you're like my mom's age. But for a while, he looked at me and he thought, this woman is in my range because I had a mask over most of my face. So I have to say, you know, if there's a time and a place to be a victim of a face ripper monkey, the pandemic is a silver lining i'm just saying and the other thing i want to say is i want to c- circle back to the uh to the um aliens i'm okay i am fine being visited by an alien if they if they're like et you know like put them in a basket they sit with your stuffed animals they hang out with your nieces and nephews the they cute. drink beer they, they drink, drink beer, beer. how fun. Nothing. Oh my god, hilarious, they're adorable. They look like a naked mole cat. You know what I mean? They're just cute. You can hold them in your arms. I'm I am fine with that, but my fear is that they're like the, the terrifying aliens that hype my like haunt my nightmares from that Mel Gibson movie. The one with the water? I don't remember that part. It was a
2: uh, M night uh M night
1: uh Jesus Christ Superstar or whatever it was. The yes. Passion, the passion. Crop circles. Was yeah.
0: that the, I, I, all I know is that there was a they had a shot down an alley, and that monster walked from one side to the other. And I've I've never had the same good feeling about an alien visit, I'll be honest, since that moment.
1: Yeah, I feel like we're, but it's it's so out of our hands, you know. I do believe, you know, you hear, like, again, news. I only read headlines. I've never read an article. That's not true, but it feels true. You know, (laughs) I have to say, I feel as though it's true that, you know, we're behind, you know, the whole planet is a bit behind, you know, and there's other places in the universe where they're, they're way ahead. And, you know, they whatever's going to happen is going to happen. So when they come, mm. you know, speaking of movies, you know that movie where the the idiot goes to the top of the building in Los Angeles and she's like, welcome, yay, they're here. It's the yeah. Will Smith one where they... He July punches, 4th. Yeah, July 4th. And she goes to the top and she's like, woohoo. And then she gets zapped. And you feel not a lick of, of empathy, of uh, sadness. That's, it, look, that's what's going to happen. And, you know, I, I think I I would be like her. I'd be like, well, they're coming and there's nothing we can do about it. I'm probably going to get zapped. But I want to be the first one zapped. That's my problem with the apocalypse. Zap me first. I don't want to try to struggle or learn or change.
2: Yeah. You don't want to be running through some sort of tunnel while it's collapsing. And you got to get out of there because you don't want to be trapped to death.
0: Oh, did you guys see the... uh 2012 where everybody was like uh, all the rich people goddamn them they have their secret like launch pads or like pods that they get into and they're going to ride out the end of the earth in these pods no thank you i mean who do you choose to be in your pod for the rest of your life in a pod that floats around it's like being inside a, a like a, a Tylenol gel cap with like five people you don't like after like day 5 you can't get out of there yeah. you're stuck in there your yeah, you're trapped because you you split it five ways. Yeah. I No, thank you. There's no one person in my whole life, my family included, that I want to be inside a Tylenol gel cap ever for that amount of time, for eternity. You don't know when those waters are going to recede. And then right. who's going to plant all the food? Not me. No. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm, uh, I don't know. I, you know,
2: Pat, I, I feel confident that I'd be all right in a, in a pod with you. I feel like we... You know, at this point, we're basically our own pod anyway, you know, and I love you for it. But I think that you're right. There's not a lot of people, you know, my nieces and nephews, maybe, maybe because I love them so much. And I can't imagine what I hope I die before everybody.
1: Don't worry. Uh, Don't worry. You will die before them. And I. that's not be being cruel. That's just a high f- effect.
2: You know, I get so scared. But, uh... oh, God, you know, I just realized Marriott Courtyard. Let's talk about that.
0: How did we uh, t- tell everybody? Oh, yeah. So back to that, right? So we were all at that um, gymnastics meet. Your nieces and nephews were there too. And we all snuck out to get back for that. You know, you don't need to see every event. Let's be honest. Nobody likes the, the what is that, the horse? Nobody likes that event. So we, I snuck out before because I knew this happy hour started. And I saw you two broads in there hanging out eating uh, cube cheese on toothpicks. And I was like, where'd you get that cheese? And you said, the cheese platter in the corner. And sure as shit, we just hung out. We had a whole night of it. We went from there. We went to Maddie's for lobster rolls, which was delicious. And then, you know, we got a little silly. And we went and sang karaoke at that weird, like, Almost like poor man's Olive Garden, which is weird because I thought Olive Garden was poor, poor man's whatever Italian mm. food. But apparently there's levels and we went leveled down that night. But you know what? It was very fun. And from that moment on, I knew that I wanted to be friends with you ladies. And the rest of that gymnastics tournament was a hoot. A yeah.
2: hoot. I think there's something so special in a moment where... You know, it's like, you know, sometimes people need like a, this, uh, like a meet cute, you know, for those for those people who don't know, it's a, that part in a romantic comedy where, um, where the couple meets, right? So, some of us need those, some of us don't. When you came up to us and you were like, hey, where'd
1: you get that? We were like, oh, she gets it. Yeah, you had a tone in your voice that oh, yeah. I, it was quite stern. And then you came back with the whole tray and I thought, okay, okay, I see you. I feel seen. And we ate so much cheese. It really wrecked my system. But it was, again, these are the things that are worth it for me, you know? And thankfully,
2: when we got to uh, that, whatever that cut rate olive garden was, it, uh, I was so full up. I, I And I don't know if you guys remember this. I didn't get a lobster roll because it's too mayonnaise for my taste. I just said, just give me the lobster. I don't want the, the roll. No, thanks. I don't need the bread. I don't need the creamy stuff. Just give me the actual. And they were like, we don't do that. And so I got uh, just some hush puppies and snacked on those. But I full I was full of hush puppies by the time we got to that Italian restaurant because you know you know I'm particular about that. But I did I did uh, have a lot of drinks, had a lot of limoncellos at that place.
0: What's a limoncello? Because I have to say that night was the first time I had had anything like that before.
2: Limoncello is an Italian drink. You know, it's a, and it's an Italian liqueur.
0: It's essentially
2: fermented lemon rind and vodka and then there's a, I believe there's a sugaring process and uh, you know there's there's different steps involved i've never made my own but um it's so good
0: you know what i love about italians they are my favorite people because they love food as much as i love food i tell you what I wanted to be friends with all those kids in my neighborhood. Go over their house. The mothers were always super nice. They'd feed you. They'd care for you. You know, we had a little bit of a "fend for yourself or die" mentality in my house. But when you go over to your friends' house, that are from the Italian descent. I tell you what you eat. Well, you loved, well, you're taken care of. And the food is delicious. That was the first time I actually realized that there was spices on things like seasonings.
2: Uh, That is uh, I want you to know that's the highest compliment anybody could pay. I know that wasn't for me personally, but for my people that that's, that really got me because, you know, we spend so much time on our food and our family and it's nice to know that from an outsider's perspective, who, by the way, very few people are outsiders when you're an Italian family. You know, it's like, uh it's just so nice. Uh, you know, my mom growing up, everybody used to come and play at our house because my mom always had the best food. So really, really at home. Thank you for that. You guys, I'm going to mute myself
1: for about two minutes.
0: I never knew you could eat eggplant until I met. Um, some neighborhood kids. It's delicious.
1: You have to get all the water out of it, though, because if you don't, it's like eat, eating an enemy, you know, who's trying to get out. You know, they don't want to be eaten. I imagine it would be like if you ate an octopus that, that was still alive and you're just trying to chew it into submission. That's what it feels like to eat eggplant without, you know, you got to press all the moisture out or else, and then you got to batter it and then you got to f- fry it and cook it and then. It really, you know, it's one of those foods that I love that's like the food. I don't know if you agree with me, Tishy, but it's the food where um, you taste in all the butter and the bread and then the sauce and the inside pot is like, yeah, this could have been anything. This could have been house cat. What do I know? But it's so good. I don't cook
0: anything that needs that many steps. I got to be honest with you. I, uh, that was a lot of steps, battering, breading, but buttering, cooking. I mean, I'm a, I'm a one-step I'm a one-stepper at most. I got to be honest. Uh, I like to reheat or heat for the first time, you know. And my sisters have to cook, uh, you know, because they're kids. They're not good cooks, but they cook. And then they slide. They they leave food on my doorstep um, sometimes. You know, they slide stuff over. Like prison. Yeah, it is a lot like prison. Yeah. I mean, if if I could accept it through the mail slot, I, I would. But there's not a lot of plates that can fit through that hole. I mean, not for lack of trying. I got to be honest. You
2: got to be careful. I'm back. Uh, also, you know, a little coarse sea salt. You're going you're gonna to slice that eggplant nice, you know, decent size, but thin enough. You're going to put some coarse sea salt on that, and then you're going to let it sit. And then you could put a towel in between the layers, something heavy. Like a blanket? Yeah. No. Well, no. Something that's going to weigh it down to push all the water out. Like a poise pad? What is a poise pad? I wouldn't do, that's for bladder control. I wouldn't do that, oh. not bladder control, maybe incontinence, maybe a lack of bladder control, I guess. But, you know, it's, I would say just a towel. And then you put something heavy like a phone book on top, whatever, it's going to weigh it down, press out that water, let it sit for a day or two. And then you, you well, obviously you dry out the towels, switch them out, get all that moisture out, and then, you know.
0: I got to be honest with you, Megs. I'm not writing any of this down. I am sorry, but that's this is too much for me. But I was struck by something that Pat just said about lack of bladder control. or maybe it was you. Have you ever in your later years, have you ever jumped on a trampoline? Not
1: unless I'm not unless people say this is my outdoor bathroom yeah exactly exactly my point my my you know my nephew Jeremy said you know he, he wanted to take me to a trampoline park. he knew that i you know it's a sneeze a laugh this or that the other thing. You know, you just get to a point and he wanted to take me to this park so I could, I guess, mark my territory all over the place and he could have a good old, you know, laugh about it. But, yeah, I know exactly what you mean, Tishy. Now, I, I could wear, you know, and I, let's just be honest. I could wear a full diaper, go to a trampoline park, do whatever I want, live my life. I enjoy a trampoline park, but not anymore.
0: I'll tell you that things shifted and nobody tells you when they're going to shift You mid, you're mid leap. And you're like, whoops, something's changed. And you know what? You don't know when it's coming on. It's not like your mother can say, Oh, it's going to happen when you're in your uh, late forties, early fifties, late fifties. You don't know. It's like a, a, a terrible gift that nobody wants that sprung on you. Literally when you're midair, with your nephews at a trampoline park.
2: I have got to be honest, I did not know about this. Hasn't happened yet, I'm terrified.
1: Don't be afraid, Megs, because reality is, when you get to this point, the reality is, urine is nothing. Urine is like uh, dust, it's sterile, it's nothing. You know, the reality is, I could piss my pants tomorrow and just be like, well, got a little damp, there is nothing wrong with urine, and you know, you know what? Big urine or no? What would that be? Big, not urine. Wants us, wants to shame us into thinking peeing your pants. Big a little boys, bit. big boys, what? big pants, yeah. big pants. Right? The reality is, I pee a little bit. No one gets hurt including myself. I just don't like the feeling of the dampness. I'm going to be
0: honest with you. I, I don't want to be that lady. There was a lady that I used to work with where everybody knew. She kind of had that urine smell. And I said to my boss, is this a thing? And he said, yeah, as people get older, they just don't wash their clothes that much. And I was like, note to self, I'm going to be a clothes watcher till the day I die. But you know what? I agree. It's not, it's not that I uh, mind that I, I pee my pants. I just don't, I just don't care for the feeling.
1: Sure. You know what you could try? I've had a dream about this. Speaking of things you write down in the middle of the night when you wake up, I had a dream about putting kitty litter in my poise. It's going to soak up the moisture... And you're just gonna what, smell like kitty litter again. I have no problem with people knowing that I dribble, drabble But the reality is, like that. That's, that what I'm trying to say, don't do that. The they're, technology is there. What cats get to, cats get to piss wherever they want, and they're like, I'm out of here, bye. And then I can't do that. I can have a little kitty litter technology in my own pants. If you think in the next five years there won't be some kind of kitty litter in a bunch of middle-aged women's pants, you're dead wrong.
2: Pat, don't do that. Wait. Until science does it for you, okay? Because you are gonna
1: walk around little rocks and pebbles in there. That stuff's not soft. That what if I put hard. it in a food processor and I made like a thick, sandy, fo- sandy a thick layer of kitty litter that I put in my, you know, oh, wearing two pairs and of underwear? One pair of underwear for me, then a layer of kitty litter ground real fine, and then another pair of. of panties oh god what did i say that for and then that's it i feel like that's ingenious that's like your helmet thing
0: oh my god you got helmets you got your own i feel like you need to go on shark tank with that idea that's a good one
2: no because i saw a couple where the woman had ibs or something Crohn's maybe and god forbid if you're listening to this and you have Crohn's or ibs we love you we support you you're perfect just the way you are This couple on Shark Tank, the woman had, I think, Crohn's, and uh, she had a gas, she had a lot of gas. And so they created uh, underwear that had like a filter. And uh, this poor woman explained a story and and humiliated herself on Shark Tank. And uh, honestly, it made me cry. So wait wait
0: a minute,
1: this woman's technology filters out fats? Is that what it is? Yeah. I'd like to tell you, though, that my good friend Alex... She invented this a long time ago because she just put a dryer sheet in her underwear. Alex, oh, kudos. She, and she will have no problem with me sharing this information because she was a flatulent person. And I thought, uh-oh, you know, oh, are you embarrassed? Not in the least. And then told us that she put dryer sheets in her pants. And I thought, well, you are... A genius. Can I
0: tell you a very embarrassing story about a a very, um, maybe a terrible moment of flatulence in my life that still scars me to this day? When I was back in college, I signed up to take an art class because I went to a liberal arts school. You had to take all the courses, right? I had to take an art class. So I took new drawing. uh, And we're all in a circle and we're all looking at this naked person in the middle and we're drawing. Um, this person. Right. And we're in this little tight circle with our easels.
2: Now, I need you to know, I'm terrified about what you're going to say. Oh, you're my just God. Terrified.
0: Well, of the course, there's naked people there. So all these athletes, these jocks show up, all the cool guys on campus show up and they're in the circle. And I had to, you know, I had to, I had some gas in a moment and I thought we're in a big art studio. I'm just going to let it go because I I can't scrunch my butt cheeks up for the rest of this entire class. I can't do it. Um, So I, I just let it go. It's a very natural thing. We shouldn't be ashamed, but it happened to be one of those like peel the paint off your wall. Type of gas, and it was really forming a cloud around me, and I didn't know what to do, and I was sort of panicking. So I didn't, but it was starting to drift over to the athlete section, and I knew these boys aren't mature enough to handle my flatulence. So I pretended it wasn't me, and I just kept drawing. And sure as shit, it, I saw the cloud hit the group, I saw them all quiver and react to the smell. And then I saw them start to blame it on each other. And I was like, good, they're gonna, there's going to be infighting. They, they are going to uh, punch each other in the arm and tell each other they're gross. And they, that it's all contained over there. But then they got through that phase of it. And then they started into the detective phase. Who was it? And I saw the guy. I saw him. He was the one right next to me, and he did one of these subtle lean overs towards my butt to see if it had come my way. And he he found it. He found the source, and then he told all the other guys in some sort of telephone game. And I was the I, I just turned beet red. I gave myself away ultimately, and uh, you know I never went back to that class. I took a I took a a, a dropout on that class. You can't come back from that.
2: Is there any part of you? Now that would have done anything differently in that, in that scenario.
0: Oh yeah. Now I would have just gone, I farted. Get over yourself.
2: Oh, see, I thought for sure you would be like, yeah, I would have gone to the bathroom.
0: Oh no. I was in the middle of a very, I, I had a very, you know, they creep up on you. First of all, you can't always control it. I say it's natural. Somebody said you fart two liters of Coke a day. Like that. Amount. What? Wait, what? <laughs> I read an article that, said, and I don't know if this is true, but it was printed. So I'm going to go with it. I didn't Snopes it or whatever the hell. It said every human being fats, the amount, like if you put, and now I don't understand this really because fats are solid objects. So you can't drop them into a bottle, but if you captured it all, it would fill two liter, like a two liter liter Coke bottle.
1: I'm going to, I'm going to figure that out. I've got an empty two liter. Can
2: you say Pepsi?
0: Yeah, Pepsi.
2: I've said this on this podcast before. I stand by it. Pepsi's for shit. I hate Pepsi so much, but I love Coke. It's like my favorite.
1: Yeah. I'd like to say for everyone listening to this, who's a young, younger, kind of like, you know, going to be an aunt or an uncle or whatever. And you're you're young. Oh God, you're young. And you think, you know, what is the reward for getting older? And I'm going to tell you. Tishy's story is the reward because she wouldn't go back. She wouldn't go back and hold it. She wouldn't go back and go to the bathroom. Your reward for keeping on this planet and going around and around is to one day say, I farted to a room full of young, attractive people and to keep drawing. That is your reward. And I hope that everyone gets their reward in the end. That's
2: beautiful. I mean, that's a beautiful lesson to take away from it, you know. I remember there was a, there was a kid in my gym class who we were doing presidential fitness tests, you know. They were in the sit-up portion, and it was so loud. Everybody heard, and, you know, I wonder I wonder what he's doing now. And I don't remember a lot of people's names, but I remember his. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Is that the one where someone had to hold your feet, so you were just shooting? Yep. They got blasted? <laughs> yeah. It's almost like you know you know, maybe we're taught keggles early, you know, which is hold that fat and oh presidential fitness test is coming and you you really Wait, want to keggles. Keggles Is that for butts? Keggles isn't for butts. For trampolining. Are your keggles your muscles there? Not kegels- your butt. Well, can I say this though? Does anyone know what you're actually doing? Because I feel like I've just got a really strong butthole and my, my the area that's supposed to be tightening up isn't. I think it's hard to visualize when you're trying to do a keggle. Where am I going? I don't think you're doing keggles. I'll
0: be frank with you. What, what you're saying yeah. is not a keggle. I don't know it what you're like doing. It sounds like you're squeezing like your
1: <laughs> Yeah, you're a clencher.
2: Yeah,
0: it definitely
1: sounds like
2: you're squeezing your butt cheeks and not doing anything
1: else, maybe. I got to look up how to do a front kegel because I think I've been doing back kegels. There's no such thing as back. I don't
0: think there are back kegels.
1: If there are, mine could lift a car off a baby. I admire your
0: commitment to the back kegel, but I don't think you're doing anything really to help yourself.
1: All right. Yeah, because you'd think because, you know, originally when I got the dribs and drabbles and we lived in a culture of shame. I was like, all right, keggles, got it. I'm going to do that a lot. I'm going to keggle here, keggle there. You know what and that's what they always tell you. Ah, oh, secret keggles you can do them anywhere. I think what I did is is just I got really used to clenching my butt closed. And um I wonder what the benefits are of that because I haven't been, you know, not to you know say this, but I've never been accidentally, you know, poop. Uh so if that does that a thing that people accidentally poop a little bit? Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, I think I, I think one of our friends on social media talks about it all the time.
1: Yeah, I mean, we all have a story. Well, yeah, but that was I was very sick all those times. Can you imagine if I went to a trampoline park and I, like a rabbit? I was leaving pellets. Now, that might be a bridge too far even for me. But you know what? Who knows what the next dark Wood 20 or 30 years holds for me?
0: Pellets. Are you not wearing pants at the trampoline park, Pat?
1: What is going on? Oh, no, I'm just dehydrated. Yeah, which leads me to a,
2: a, take us to your happy place. Take us to your nieces and nephews.
1: I love them.
0: You know, you never, you just, you don't know the love of, like, I'm so glad. You know, you talked about potting up with people and your nieces and nephews. I love my nieces and nephews. I love when they're here. And I love that I get to send them home. I got to be honest so that somebody else is like the permanent caregiver, you know? But like, I got um, Maki, Chrissy, who we call Tank, uh, Shawnee, uh, did I say Stevie? Anyway, you hadn't, uh,
2: you hadn't said Stevie up to that point,
0: Stevie, you know, he's the middle and he gets forgotten a lot. So I, I, I'm sorry, Stevie. Um, we've got little Tish, Trisha, you know, she's my namesake, birdie, Jennifer, Jenny B, another Jennifer. Don't talk about it because the sisters still don't talk about it. Whose favorite name it was. Uh, first before. So I got two nieces named Jennifer, but we go Jennifer and Jenny B. And then Lori, and they are delightful. Uh, Maki is the oldest. He's the one that I told you about that. I can't believe he made it past his 18th birthday. He's not very sharp, but he's very handsome. So uh, hopefully he'll land himself a good lady who can be sort of his life guardrails. You know what I mean? Make yeah. sure he doesn't you know, walk into traffic or whatever.
2: Uh, refresh our memory here. Which ones were doing the gymnastics when we met?
0: Birdie and Tishy and Tinky. Tinky Tinky is not, uh, you know, that's Chris. He, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's the one I said that's definitely not going to be a gymnast either. Uh, but he loves being with his sisters. So they, you know, they just all go together. He's a uh, cute, and the. His brothers gave him the name Stinky, which turned into Tinky and it hasn't left him and it's embarrassing for him, but you know, it's cute. It's one of those names. Hopefully he'll grow out of, you know, when he gets into high school and stuff, but his brothers will not let it die.
1: Now we've, we've talked about this before, but you know, you do have a good relationship with them seemingly. And I know all of them, you know, that's a lot. You have a lot by the way, and the names are so somewhat similar and, but yet odd and, um, would you say like, uh, what would you say, Tishy, is your, the way that you um, develop a relationship with your nieces and nephews and how do you keep your relationship good with them? What are some tips and tricks that, uh, that our listeners might um, want to know?
0: Well, here's the thing. I, I don't have a lot of rules at my house. Uh, I let them eat whatever they want, whenever they want. We have a put yourself to bed guideline, which is great because my sister's like crazy about bedtime. Oh my God, it's still light out and she's shuttling those kids off to bed. At my house, it's like, I'm going to bed. You do you. I know you're six, but you know where you're sleeping. Put yourself in there. We watch movies. I don't have rules about ratings. Um, Mackie can come over with his girlfriends, you know, like as long as, uh, if there's questions about things that they don't understand about their bodies, I'm going to give it to them straight. You know, I do everything that moms and dads, uh, either don't want to do, shouldn't do, or, uh, like really like drag their feet on. Like I'll have the birds and the bees conversation. No problem. My, my sisters hate it.
1: Yeah, and, and we've talked, you know, it's it's funny when you see uh, an overlap in the advice, because I feel like a lot of other folks, or friends, have said, you know, I'm not the parent, that's not my job, nor do I want to, and I like that your house has a no rules. Now, see, I have to amend that a little bit, just because um, sometimes I think the kids are trying to get rid of me, but... Um, I, I really like that. And it feels like almost like a beach house. Like you might have beach decor where it says, you know, oh, put yourself to bed in a fun font or um, there's no ratings on movies around here or whatever.
2: Wait, these are fun. I'm going to write these down for Pancho Villa. These are oh, yeah. fun.
1: Put yourself to bed. Put yourself to bed. Well, let, yeah, Tishy, what are some things that you say, you know, just like in that fun little thing run you did there about talking about what are some things? Because, you know, Mags likes to put, she's trying to sell like, oh,
0: uh, yeah, mottos and stuff. Yeah, Um, I put yourself to bed. You know where you sleep. Uh, Let me see. Uh, Live, laugh, love, uh, but only if you're quiet and in the basement. I put a little like tag on those things like be as loud as you want in my basement. So, you know, you can tag things. You can take an oldie but goodie and then tag it. You know what I mean? How many of
2: them, how many of them Tishy ended up being kind of ended up with like in the basement?
0: Almost all of them. I tell you what, those kids can do whatever they want. You can't break anything in the basement. I have, I have figurines upstairs. I don't need anybody breaking hummels or, you know, I, I. Precious have moments. You got any yeah. precious
2: moments up there?
0: I have oh, a precious God. moment that I love in my bedroom. Uh, do you remember those uh, love is characters that were in the yes. newspaper? I love Yeah, they're those. nude. They're nude and they got a story to tell and sing it sister. Oh, my
1: God, Mags, you and I, are we the only two people that love love is? I like them, but I I'm unnerved because they are nude and they the smooth children.
0: Yeah, they're almost like a river stone. They're really not a sex like they're a river stone. Both of them are just river stones with arms. But I love them because they always have a sweet little message, you know, like let's be friends or like let's look beyond our differences or whatever. I can't remember any of them right now. You know what I'm just thinking of?
2: How ahead of that time was the love is people because they created these two genderless beings that just fell in love or whatever. How yeah. beautiful is that? And you want to know something? You know, I'm a fan of a long-term prank.
0: I love a prank too.
2: Me too. I used to cut out, this is a true story. I used to cut out those love is comics and send them to my boss, Jenna. And I would just write, Jenna. Jenna. Saw this and thought of you. <laughs> I would not sign it. And for weeks, she had no idea who was sending in those love is comics.
1: I would assume I was going to be murdered if I received those. They're, because if you don't put them in a the context, if they're not in a happy spot or whatever, that feels very dark to me.
0: Yeah, that's that's a little creepy, but I like a good prank. Want to hear one of my favorite pranks ever? Yes. Yes, okay. I love pranks. So, yes. Uh, back in college... I lived with uh, I lived, and this was pre cell phone. You know, I'm not I'm not a spring chicken. But so back in college, pre cell phone, uh, I lived with. um, Let's see, there were nine of us, so I lived with eight other girls, and we had one phone jack. Now, I'm sorry, but when you got nine girls and we were hotzy totzy. So there were lots of plans to be made with people around campus. So uh, the phone was always ringing and then we had a roommate who was always the long chatter. You know, you always got one who's like, doesn't realize that other people are like forming a line in the hallway. Anyway, so we're in this house and we have one phone line, but we had another jack upstairs so we could get two phone lines if we could afford it. Now... One of my best friends, she was a history major and she was taking this wicked hard history course that we basically never saw her. She was in the library 24 seven. So while she was out doing whatever she was doing, history wise, uh, we decided to get this second line and this, the Jack was in my bedroom. Okay. So I had the phone, but you know, we had a wicked long cord. You could like snake around and go out wherever you needed, but what would happen was we'd see her packing her car in the back of the house. And I would call from the upstairs phone down to the downstairs phone and pretend I was a secret admirer. And I was seeing what she was wearing and the fact that she was coming back and she, we would all be in my room giggling and then, She would flip the fuck out and run upstairs and be like, oh, my God, you guys,
1: somebody keeps calling me. This is like the comedy version of the call is coming from inside the house. Yeah, Yeah. I was going to say it's like scream. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love stuff like that. You know, you said, you know, a lot of people would say eight women living in the house together. uh, You know, that time has passed. I would love to, you know, I live alone. And the idea of just pranks and, you know, different, all kinds of stuff that would happen, you know, you know. Uh, Meg's and I think that we're barreling toward a, a Golden Girls type yeah. situation, which is probably true. And I kind of cannot wait, to be honest with you. And I'd welcome in anybody. You know, if they came in and they said, look, I label some stuff in the fridge, that's about it. And just like you, Tishy, your house, you know, put yourself yeah. to bed, you know, whatever. That's that would be like the, the rules yeah, of the you know house. Where you and that's it.
2: You know where you sleep in the basement. Did that one end within the basement?
0: Our basement was terrifying in that house, I have to say. I went down there one time in two years and a bat flew at my head and I never once went back down there, even though there was a washer and dryer in there. I would rather go to a goddamn laundromat than go back into that bat-ridden basement. So, no, I never went back there. It was Oh, terrifying. I was talking
2: about your house when, you, when the kids Oh, told. yeah, when my
0: the- house. Yeah, I was talking about college. Sorry. I had a flashback to that. I went down with a... I had to get my laundry out of the washing machine after the bad incident. And I had wore a, a lampshade on my head because I heard they got stuck in your hair. But my basement is delightful. I have no shop corners, nothing that can break. Nobody can poke an eye out. They can, boys can wrestle. There's things down there they can throw at each other, video games. It's like, it's like a David Buster's but in my basement.
1: So you don't have like a video system, but video games that can be thrown at each other.
0: We have old school video games, like little uh, Nintendo things, but we also have video games on the thing where they get on headsets and like, uh, you know, ground control their friends in from other houses.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. That's, you know, this is not to scare you. But I heard that that's where a lot of perverts do. They get, uh, they get to playing the games and then the kids are run and the kids are playing and shooting around. And then, you know, some man somewhere, again, in a, in a separate basement is like, oh, that's not to scare you, you know, because the perverts can't get them from all the way up. Actually, this is a great chance for kids to learn about perverts. I was playing my shooting game and a man named Tony, you know, got on and when we are shooting people, he said, let's. how long is all of our penises or whatever? That's a good way to learn. Maybe there should be more video games where part of it is like, and then you figure out who the pervert is. Hey, what'd you tell him? I said flaccid or currently. Oh,
2: oh my God. That, you said you say, this guy's being a creep and you're like, hey,
1: I'm hot as a rock right now. We went on exactly one date and then, you know, that was it.
0: Was he surprised well, when did, he met you that you did not have a penis? Hey, and also, mean? if
2: you're listening to this and you thought, what kind of woman has a penis? see yourself out of this podcast because, because women have more than one way to be and they can have any kind of body they, they, they have, they can have any kind of body they want. And if you think differently, see yourself out of this podcast. All right. Continue to answer your question.
1: Well, he um, was surprised. And then he did ask me um, the penis that we talked about. Where is it? And I said, I have to be honest with you. It's not real. And then he got mad at me and oh no sorry yeah and then what and then he got up to go to the bathroom and I paid the check and he was gone into the night well well live and learn this is this is what dating is now you know be a gentleman get your check out yeah I mean we
0: all pay with checks right oh yeah good solid check when I go out to dinner it's the only really reason why I have checks anymore pay for my dinners
1: yeah that's and it's hard sh- for me
2: though because yeah. then it's two checks it's one for the bill and one to tip the server
0: oh i've been just including my tip in the, the check to the restaurant are you supposed to separate those no one seem I pissed would. off at me all the time
2: yeah because you can't guarantee the restaurant's going to tip them out from that check that's yeah why
1: i'm always like yeah, this is for you that's it's why i'm post that's why I like those. Oh yeah. Post dated. That's what a, that's the, one of the best things about a check that's, per, that's called your own personal layaway. And mm-hmm. you know what else? I miss those Sacagaweas. I'm going to get a bunch of Sacagaweas cause they're so fun to give out.
2: Uh, you know, when do, you know where you could get them real easy? Where? Two places, right? Where? Off the dome. where? Right off the dome, there's two places. Where one, do you get them? Where? Use, use a 20 at a toll booth. Use a 20 at a toll booth. You get Juias it rains Sacagaweas. And the other is the post office. If you use a post office machine, you buy stamps, you know, Sacagaweas come flying at you, literally fly right out.
0: You know, I didn't know what a Sacagawea was until just now. I thought it was that thing we always get at the store when we get, like as a kid, when we get saltwater taffy at the corner store, you know, they have the big bins and you can get like a uh, like fake coins to put under the train tracks. I never did that. Who's got time for that? For, de- for derailing and murdering people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you just let you put your penny on there? You smush it down. Oh. Oh, I
2: thought it. I also thought Pat that it derailed trains and killed people. I was raised Catholic, so that's the kind of stuff you taught. You know, it's like you make one wrong choice and and, and hundreds will die. Yeah, I think it was trying to keep us off the tracks. You know. Yeah. You know. Did don't you guys know? That my grandfather on my father's side uh, lost a leg uh, train hopping. And I didn't know as a child growing up. So when he would come visit, this was, by the way, a very bad man. And one of the few people I will say I dislike. But anyways, uh, he had a fake leg because he was train hopping. And he fell and got a leg cut off on the, by the train. Okay. Miracle that he survived. But he had a prosthetic leg. And when he would come and visit, he lived in Florida. And when he would come and visit, he would stay in my bedroom. One morning before he woke up, I went into my bedroom to go onto the bed to grab something. And lo and behold, the there's leg. a leg. And I run screaming out of the room because I had no idea. My mom and dad were like,
1: all right, all right, calm down, calm down. It's your grandfather.
0: Oh, my God. That's terrifying.
1: How far had he gotten away from it? From what? The leg? Yeah. He
2: was sleeping. Wait, when it happened? Uh Oh, it was in the, he was in the bed over it. I was up early. My grandfather was still sleeping in bed.
0: Oh my God. That's scarring. I will say this. I had a great grandmother who lived pretty long. Like I, she lived into my high school years. She lived to be 104 years old. She had great, God bless her. She had great advice that she told me as a little kid that I still didn't understand till much later. Like, uh, uh, if they can't dance, you know what else they can't do. For years, I didn't know what that meant. Uh, and then uh, she would let me get up with her in the morning. And it was like Christmas morning when she would come because she would take her teeth out and put it in a cup and keep it in the bathroom. And then she'd put them back in in the morning. And I loved this process. I found it fascinating. So she would let me come in there and sit on the back of the toilet and watch her take her teeth out. And it was like, you know, we grew up in a small town. There wasn't a lot to do there. Movie theater was at least 30 minutes away. You got to look for entertainment where you can find it. And I'll tell you what, the teeth removal process and then watch her teeth, her cheeks suck in. Oh, my God. And then she would pretend she was like a a little old lady. She already was, but like even older. And she would do like a little like a little thing uh, to make me laugh with her teeth out. I loved it. That's taking what
2: God gave you and making the best of it. And I love that. God bless her. For real. From top to bottom, God bless her.
0: She had two scotches a day, by the way, and she would go uh, match down in her one-piece bathing suit and jump into the ocean, even when it was fall and winter, on the Cape. That's what I was
2: going to say. That's how you
0: live long. Your body is
2: constantly in shock, and it's constantly
0: loaded on scotch. Yep. I tell you what. Do it up. Good for her.
1: That's the magic of when you, like you said, you grew up in a small town you don't have to be constantly entertained and people are, you know, screens are coming at you and all that stuff. What you really need is you need, you need someone with no teeth, no leg, you know, you need a town leper or whatever. I'm assuming mm-hmm. that's also, well, not maybe leper, lepers sad because it's sick, but someone who looks like a leper, but they don't have leprosy.
0: The metal detector guy, every oh. small town has a metal detector guy. The guy that goes to the beach with his metal detector
2: that's my uncle. That's my Uncle Mel.
0: Oh, my God. He finds treasures.
2: Yeah. And he loves it so much. And it brings him so much joy. And I cannot think of something that is cuter or nerdier than my sweet Uncle Mel. You know, we, we, we talk about uncles a lot. Uncles get a bad rap on this podcast. I've said this before. I got two of the best uncles. Uh, you know, my Uncle Nick passed away. He was, he was th- three of the best. And, uh, and, but my Uncle Mel is the metal detector guy. And it is so cute. And he loves it so much.
0: I can't believe you have a metal detector guy in your family. I would have been so jealous. I used to follow that guy around the beach just in case he struck, you know, a buried treasure. Like, you never know when those people are going to find a full-on gold chest. He can't carry it by himself. He's going to need a helper. And then at the Mm. end of it, he's going to tip that helper out with a gold coin from that chest he just found. And that's going to be me every time. Yeah.
2: That's a smart plan. You know, I will say this too about Uncle Mel is that he bought uh, my nephew's little mini metal detectors because they both were like, they, they loved it so much. So he bought them their own little mini ones. And so he's got a couple of pals, his great nephews, he'll take them, you know, for walks. And so it's adorable. I'm not kidding. It's so cute.
1: It's then, like uncles in training when you look at it, I'm sure. And, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I was just thinking about it, you know, yeah, like tiny uncles. I went to the beach. I saw one regular uncle and two smaller ones. You know, I imagine they find same. a lot of, yeah, baby uncles. God, that's cute when I think about it. Before <gasps> that they, is cute. Before they it's, turn. You know, um, it makes me think of how many toe rings you think people find when they're doing that at the beach these days. Lousy oh with God. toe rings. I can only imagine.
2: Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> You know, what makes me sad is like when he finds a bracelet that's like, you know, to Anna, my one true love we will always be together. And it's like, oh, oh, Anna, why'd you wear that to the beach, girlfriend?
0: You know what? I have a different theory about that, Mags. I'm going to tell you this. I feel like that maybe that was a breakup. Maybe it was a terrible, toxic relationship. (gasps) Maybe she was discarding. That bracelet with, and moving on. It's a very happy thing. And then somebody's going to find it and be able to give it a new life with actual love. That's how I silver lining those moments.
2: That's beautiful because the idea of a woman getting rid of somebody who only weighs it down and chucking it into the ocean to say goodbye forever. That's actually poetic and thank you for doing that. You know what you did?
1: You reframed.
2: My therapist tells me all the time that I gotta reframe.
1: I'll reframe it just one more time. Cruise ship murder. <gasps>
2: oh God, that's the Mankowitz reframe. Classic manc-frame. Oh
1: yeah, the Mankowitz reframe. God, God, just thinking about it. Ugh. Terrible things
0: happen on cruise ships all the time. Oh well, yeah. That ship we know. has We've left the station.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: You know. That won't stop us from cruising. But yeah, I will say this. We should probably wrap up because, we're, you know, we're talking. It's so easy to talk to you, Tishy, for hours and hours. And we love you oh so much. Oh, my God.
0: Mags and Pat, this has been a delight. A goddamn delight.
2: We love you so much. And every time you stop by, it's like, who in the world? Pat and I were talking about this, you know, before you showed up, it's like, what, what is she going to dazzle us with today? What, and it turns out, you know more about a monkey ripping a face off a woman than I think even that woman knows. I think this has been just an amazing, you know, uh, there's two people that, uh, that embody the cape to me. Well, let's say three. One is definitely Aunt Greenie. You know, she always invites us, come down the cape, she always says, Aunt Greenie. Two is you. And the other is the Kennedys.
0: Oh yeah, God the camp the compound. Yeah, remember when we crashed it? Oh God! Oh so hell yeah, I do. That was what we went. That was in uh, Hyannisport. Yeah, I gotta admit, uh, I would have thought that the Kennedys had more security, but you know.
2: Well, you know that just that just proves our theory, which is women of a certain age are completely invisible. So they probably saw us and thought, "What are these three? Try to solve a mystery we don't care about."
1: Three, and they just let us go. Three ghosts, yeah. and I broke my coccyx. You doing that,
2: did. you did, and that's our fault. We we should yeah. have been spotting you better. But that's we all right. Got Laughing. Remember, you saw that bird, tissue? we were laughing at it. What the bird's face looked like. We completely forgot we were supposed to be spotting you. And I'm so sorry about that, Max. You don't know your me.
0: strength. You do not know your strength. When you gave her ten fingers, you shot her over the fence like a catapult. I'm just going to say that you don't know your strength.
2: It was the adrenaline. It was you know how they say like if they you know like you could lift lift a car off a baby with your butts. That's me but I
1: get real excited that I can
2: shoot you right up there.
1: Still one of the best days of my life. The moment I was in the air over it, so far over that wall, I was like, Coxics ugh. be damned, honestly, yeah. Who needs it? I mean, apparently to sit and to lie comfortably, you do need it, but yeah. worth it.
2: Speaking of, speaking of worth it, we have another, another mantra from Carol Doyle, the uh, poet laureate of this show, which last week I said that, <laughs> and you told me. I said, if, if those who had had a poet laureate, it would be Carol Doyle. And then your response was, but we don't. <laughs> oh, Carol, one of our two paid subscribers to this podcast, which, by the way, did you know you could pay to subscribe to this podcast? Uh, go on uh, Anchor and, uh, and sign up. and You, you could, could do it.
1: And you could do any amount. I think you could do a Sacagawea. Wait. One Sacagawea a week? That's a steal. Or okay. a month. Look, I'm not trying to downplay what you could do, but you could do a Sacagawea a month. Look, I don't no, know. No, please. Some of you are working from please home. give us less. Some of yeah, you... Give, give us less. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: but here, here's, the, here's the mantra from Carol Doyle, and it is this. The ant forecast is always sunny with a chance of scattered wisdom. And oh, by gosh, by golly, is this the best one? I mean, they're always good. I yeah. don't know what... Her musees, but she's perfect.
1: It might be the window. It might be what she gleans looking out the window day to day. God bless. Well, if that isn't true, scattered wisdom. Put it on my tombstone along with <gasps> pepperoni. Okay. You know what that just, hold on real quick. You know
2: what that just reminded me of? You remember that? I don't know why this is what popped in my head, but the, the, you remember that song? You know you're giving me, giving me. Nothing, Nothing but, but a shattered, shattered, dreams. shattered dreams, shattered dreams, feels like I can run,
1: run away, away. <laughs> run right away. And then what does he say? What does he say? Gonna say goodbye, giving me, gonna, I think it's a farewell song. You're giving me all these shattered dreams, goodbye.
2: That's what he should have
1: said if he didn't. Anyways, I oh boy, I love you guys so
2: much. I can't wait until we're back into the uh, courtyard again.
0: Just
1: oh, my God, I drinks. can't wait. The lobby of the Courtyard of the Marriott. Bring me some
0: marbleized cheese cubes, you ladies, and some free wine. Oh, my God, the night is ours.
2: Sign me up. Take me with you. That's what Pat always says, huh? Take me with you. Yeah, let's all take take us with us. All right? Time to go, guys. I, uh, I love you, Tishy. I love you, Pat. I love you,
1: ladies. Love you, Tishy, and I love you, Megs. All right. Well, hi there. Thank you for listening to those who want to baby
0: makers podcast starring Colleen Doyle as your aunt, Pat and Dana Curcioli as your auntie mags. If you liked this podcast, subscribe, rate and review us. And Tishy is everyone's favorite
1: Kate Duffy. Kate is an actor and writer and you can read her wonderful blog at the dot com and follow her on Instagram and Twitter at Duffa D U F F F.
0: Ah, our theme song was performed by the Q's and you can follow them at the Q's music on Instagram follow those who ants on Instagram and Twitter and if you have any questions for your ants email us at those who gmail.com thank you for listening stay healthy wear a mask and for god's sakes yeah I think you should call your aunt.